You're listening to Work It Lady, where the goal is for all ladies to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while we do it. So ladies, we are going to have a very informative episode today on a topic that I think is important for women to talk about. And this is a topic of like, what is beauty really? And you guys know that, you know, for me, I'm definitely someone who likes to make sure every woman in my circle or not in my circle has that confidence, has that meaning. And we're going to talk about this today with someone who is an expert in the field, and I'm so happy she is here today. Her name is Bridget Burrick Brown. Thank you so much for being here, Bridget. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I love that, like, your what you stand for what you just said so cool thank you so much thank you so much um we are gonna have fun today because you work in the side of the industry that I worked in too and like we're gonna have some fun and guys just by the way um Bridget is the founder of the Beyond Beauty Project and we're gonna talk about that a little bit more um towards the end of the episode but right now I just want to ask you What's your personal definition, Bridget, of what makes someone beautiful? So I, it's funny you ask me this because I ask this question to every single one of my guests on my podcast show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really think the power of the definition lies in each individual person. It's such an individual, you know, uh, meaning. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like it's how I'm feeling like there's power and I am right so like when I am feeling good mm-hmm. I feel beautiful I feel like beauty is how we feel like how does my mental health feel how does my how does my energy feel mm-hmm. um so I think that I think I really think at the end of the day beauty is what makes us unique and what makes us us. I think beauty is the person that we are as well. Mm -hmm. I think I always say like, you know, am I being kind? Mm -hmm. Am I being like a good human? Am I Mm -hmm. dealing with my shit? So I'm not taking it out on someone else. You know, am I making good choices for like my daughter and my husband and myself and the people in my life? I think Beauty is who you are too, I think. Beauty is big, first of all. Like I stumble over this question and I ask it all the time and it's like (laughs) about my project. And I'm like, well, beauty is this too. One thing I will tell you, I know that, you know, I was a model for 25 years. And one thing I learned is that beauty doesn't have a lot to do with what we look like. Because there were so many times that, you know, I lived and worked as the beauty ideal for a really long time. And there was times I was getting paid, you know, tons of money to be in catalogs, magazines, runway shows, but I didn't necessarily feel beautiful. I might've had a moment of insecurity or I was feeling depressed and that was proof enough to me that beauty is beauty's within us absolutely absolutely i i agree and 
you know, for me, I, it's, it's all about the total package. And I feel like we put these labels on ourselves, like, okay, if we don't look this certain way, well, then we're not beautiful. And like you said, I, I find it to be like nothing farther from the truth. It's like, first of all, be as beautiful if you like, but if you got a horrible personality and treat people bad, I'll put you on the crap list. Sorry, you know. You're ugly. You are ugly so quick. Like someone can open their mouth and I'm like, you just ruined it. You ruined all this. You ruined all that, girl. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. So I agree. I mean, I really think that's why beauty comes from within, you know, it really does. It's so cheesy and kind of cliche, but the end of the day, and that's why I I'm really working to like redefine the meaning it has to come from within us and how we're feeling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Now, just a little bit about me. I worked um, primarily um, in the industry as a hair and makeup artist behind the scenes. So I got to do up all the gals, the lovely gals. Then I got into a little bit of modeling and acting myself. So I kind of seen it from both ways. And, um, you know, there's so many ways to be beautiful um there's so many ways to have that confidence and I I think that that too you know just having that confidence you know it it also goes really far but um now let's talk about um you and and you talked about Mm -hmm. yourself in the modeling industry a little bit and you mentioned that you're redefining what beauty means can you elaborate that on that with us a little bit yeah I feel like um you know, first of all, collectively, Mm -hmm. there's so many of us talking about this, right? Like you're talking about it in your own way. Like we really like talk about like redefining the meaning of beauty here, but like what you're doing is also doing it. I think that um, humans have sort of this herd mentality by nature and we're very influenced by the media right now. And we've always been influenced by the beauty ideal mm-hmm. and trying to fit into these conventional beauty standards. You know, from a little girl, we are conditioned by like Disney. And I think they say we listen to or we see 5,000 things of advertising a day, even if we consciously aren't taking it in. Mm-hmm. And then you have the good girl conditioning, right? It's like, be a good girl look like a good girl don't don't be too loud which translates into not using our voice don't outrun a boy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we grow up as women who are people pleasers but then we're still trying to like fit into society right mm-hmm. and we're trying like if you can look a little younger than you did the day before then it's like oh you are really winning at life mm-hmm. it's like the stereotypical woman that's like doing it all but behind closed doors, she's having like a full mental breakdown, but no one really sees that. Right. They just see this like perfect, perfect kind of being in their eyes. That's what they think. And it's, it's not the truth. So I think any, every time that we can, you know, step outside the box, like expand these rules and say, no, like every time someone stands firm and steps forward and says, no, I won't conform. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to look like I have it all together mm-hmm. or I, I love myself for the way I look. 
Like mm -hmm. I'm pretty mm -hmm. cool and I'm pretty unique. And I think it's like, it's all this stuff. It's like the woman who refuses to dress sexy at work to get ahead, mm -hmm. or it's the, mm -hmm. the wife at home that's, you know, challenging her husband and the roles mm -hmm. or the pregnant woman that is proud of her body. I think Rihanna's doing a, a great job with that right now. She's definitely redefining the beauty standards. She as is far like as, rocking it. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like we're pregnant, you know, it's beautiful too. And I think that there's a lot of good things that have happened um, right now in in that space of redefining beauty we have so many different ones like Lizzo and many uh -huh. different looks and body types that are working in the modeling industry I'm yep. also noticing a lot of models that are much older you know like but they're yeah. not doing the old people stuff like they're not yeah. like they're doing young people like they're on skateboards and they're having fun you know what I'm saying okay. and yes. so we we gotta like normalize just being us, you know, yeah. like not this, this ideal, but just, hey, this is all beautiful and presenting it because all in there is all of us, <laughs> you know, like, like I always think of that Victoria's Secret um, commercial and it was like, there's a bra for everybody. And it's like, it was just like the same body. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 there's so many there's so different, many. there's so many. And now you did touch on something in there that I think um, is really important. I want to kind of um, go in on a little bit. Um, you mentioned, you know, that sometimes we do see those beautiful models and actresses and everything. We think, oh, they are perfect. They look perfect. They have nothing is ever at all going wrong with them. Yeah. And, and from working on both sides, I can tell you, I'll never forget one of the most gorgeous models I had in my chair. And she had stayed for terminal cancer and you would have never known it a couple months later. Unfortunately, she passed away. It was very hard. And so I always try to tell people, you know, don't think that just because you see someone that to you looks gorgeous, that they don't have problems, but because they could very well have problems that are even more complex, you know? So I think that was a very important point that you touched on, because I do think that sometimes as women that's where we get in trouble you know there's there's women who maybe at that point in their life they're suffering from self-esteem or they can't you know fulfill a certain thing that they want to do and they see someone who looks like they can and maybe is and, and it turns into this kind of combative thing you know what I mean yeah it's like the competition yeah it, and and I think that that's unhealthy you know so yeah. thank you for touching on that no and I think just to add to that a little bit like I feel like, so I, I do a lot of workshops and I'm prepping for a preteen one I'm doing this weekend. And I tell like a very different story of my life in that one that I do the adult one because they're preteens. I want to be mindful, but mm -hmm. I decided to talk a little bit about when I got bullied in high school mm -hmm. and it was basically, I'll try to keep this a little bit short, but I had taken some modeling photos and I was like, no, like not for me. And um, at a cut to a student council meeting and the boyfriend I had at the time, we had just all merged schools and he, I didn't know this, was dating this popular kind of mean girl at one of the schools. Mm. And 
he tells the speaker at the student council meeting that I had taken photos. She announces it to the school and I get I, like my life changed. And it was just this, I had this constant, um, just, I was constantly trying to be accepted because people mm -hmm. were just looking at me mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I was like, no, like I'm nice. And yeah. I, you know, and I, and I had, I had a lot of stuff going on at home. You know, mm -hmm. my mom was in a wheelchair, like, and they just took that and ran with it. And I just understand that feeling of like, wanting someone to understand you more than how you look how you look like you know yeah that and and that is exactly what I'm talking about Bridget thank you so much for sharing that personal experience because sometimes when you do step into these you know professions of modeling and acting and being more mm -hmm. public and visible like that people just assume oh well you're shallow or oh well you're not intelligent or oh you have no issues and it's just like okay that's really like not nice at all so you know and that's how strong the conditioning is yes so conditioned that if we look like the girls on the covers of magazines that we will be happy mm -hmm. and it's not true mm -mm. Mm -mm. I was that girl I wasn't always happy I had severe times in my life when I was very depressed mm -hmm. and it's not true but we are so conditioned and that's why we have to keep fighting to redefine the meaning of beauty absolutely 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 that was that was a great personal share wow and and thank you for working with teenagers um that is yeah, so important yeah that summer camps I, I used to do a summer camp with teenage girls um on a couple of different things and it's it's important work it's very important it is. work you're doing it is we have to change the narrative for them now right mm-hmm and um, speaking of narrative, um, what exactly um, about the current narrative um, around, especially let's say body image? I know that this is something you feel um, passionately about. What do you wanna change around that narrative? So I think the narrative right now is that we went from this uber thin sort of waif era mm -hmm. and then it got expanded to like, the curves, you know, mm -hmm. which I think, you know, JLo and Beyonce kind of expanded that naturally, which mm -hmm. was amazing. Like uh, when that started happening, I was like, awesome. Yes. This is happening, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, the problem I think that's happening right now is that I hate to pick on one person, but Kim Kardashian is mm. really going to extremes to manipulate her body not saying that she's not naturally curvy mm -hmm. but she does do a lot of extreme things she wears like super tight corsets I think you probably heard the Met situation where she like dropped 16 pounds in a very short period of time by sitting in the sauna I don't know if the sauna part's true but you know you'll hear her on the red carpet say like you know, I've been dieting and tomorrow I'll eat donuts. Mm. She's basically glorifying, manipulating our bodies, mm -hmm. objectifying our bodies, and then also sort of encouraging disordered eating, right? Right. Yeah. 
So, and because she's so famous, these little girls or adult women or men want to be like her. And the problem is, is either they then don't end up being able to look like her because their body doesn't look like hers. Or, you know, we always have the beauty ideal that's around. Like uber thin is like a form of elitism. It's going to be around probably for a long time. We're slashing it still, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like when they don't fit in these boxes, then that's just such a setup to feel bad for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's why I want to keep changing the narrative saying like, we can love, we can love ourselves, however it looks like, like body diversity is so normal. It is normal for us to look different. Yeah. It's normal for our bodies to change. Like Absolutely. we get so upset, like when our bodies change sometimes as women and like, it's, that's what our bodies are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another big narrative I think that's going around that's an issue is, um, you know, the filters and the retouching in the face. (laughs) And I think that, you know, when you're doing this consistently, um, you know, or you're seeing it consistently, right? So you're seeing these like images that are retouched and you're, it's like, it's, it's impossible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to look like because they're retouched, but then you say you're filtering your own pictures right Mm -hmm. and you're getting likes and comments and followers because of these filtered pictures Mm -hmm. so then what happens you look in the mirror and you you don't look like yourself so you're disappointed I think there's a huge body dysmorphia epidemic happening right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of all the filtering um and if you don't know what body dysmorphia is for people who are watching, it's like where you literally can't see yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So imagine if you're looking at these like filtered photos all the time, you're just, then you look in the mirror and you're like, wait, I don't, like, I don't understand. You're confused, right? So I think that, oh, it's like a kind of a mess. <laughs> It, it, it definitely I mean and, and now you know look I'll put myself on blast like I your girl I'll definitely filter my face every now and then I mean, it's, like, it's like hard not to everyone's doing it right everyone's doing it but I mean you know what I don't do is use those ones that change your whole everything and you're I'm like that's too much like I don't want to look like an anime character but it's so important what you're saying too because you know I think it's important for women to understand that like if you're looking at something in a magazine we all know photoshop exists right like I you know years back or whatever people start to be more aware but photoshop is huge I've had my own picture taken and looking at looked at the photo and being like wow like they changed my face like that's not my nose that's my like you know and so people have to be aware that those things are going to happen certain things you know are just correction maybe the lighting was bad or whatever but then there's photo manipulation where they will literally change your whole face and so that's when we have to know that and say you know what 
that's just an advertisement. It's not yeah. real. And it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to look like that. You know, we don't have to look. Like Absolutely. That. That's what I also teach in my workshops is education around that so mm -hmm. when girls or you know women are looking at these photos they can say that's I don't know if that's real or that's not real mm -hmm. and they can make better decisions on what they're consuming because yeah. it's it's a it can get to be a fake world real quick you know um and I think like with the, all the just the social media in general, there's a lot of almost like looking at ourselves and our bodies instead of actually living in them. Beautiful statement. Can we get oh. very like disconnected from, I do a lot of like embodiment work in my workshops because it's like, I feel like we're getting, it's like meditation, all this stuff is almost getting talked about more, but we're getting farther away from actually like being in tune and living inside of ourselves because we're so, we're almost like standing outside of ourselves, like looking at ourselves, I feel like half the time. Like that's almost how energetically it feels to me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's almost yeah. like the, the picture, like I saw something online the other day where it was like, mom takes a picture of the baby doesn't want to hold the baby but then sits there and stares at the picture you know what I'm saying it's like you yeah. got the real baby right there man like play with it so it's that same kind of feeling with totally. ourselves you know absolutely um and like with the filters I've actually been trying not to filter because like I never do the filter where like I've never like manipulated my you know mm -hmm. but um you know I'll do the like the first one on Instagram sometimes right me too Instagram that that I, I will hit that one <laughs> I know. And like, I really even trying not to do it. It's like, because, but I have to say, you feel like the odd man out because we're all doing it. So I guess, right. I guess if we can all try to be brave and do it less. I am going you know? to accept that. I am going to absolutely do that. Thank and you I, for encouraging me. I self admittedly, like, I'm not like, I love beauty products. I love like, you know, looking a certain way or whatever. I feel good. But, um, so, you know, it's like a fine balance. And I think we're all kind of working at what we're comfortable with. I agree. And I think the most important thing is for us to like, understand and like, I feel like if we can actually understand that, like most of, you know, it's that person that you're watching, you know, that, that has a hundred thousand followers and they look flawless every day. Like if we can like literally understand that, like, it's not real, you know, like most yeah. of those things are fair. I think that <laughs> even goes far with our mental health. So we're not like comparing ourselves and then feeling bad about ourselves, you know, like it is crazy, man. Um, it's a mental health issue. Yeah, it, it really, it's a thing, especially when you get into the, the filters that change your body, like make your butt look bigger. I can't even do those. Those are the ones like, oh I don't even know how to use them. Make your um, eyes look bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's talk um, about the Beyond the Beauty Project. We um, have touched on it a little bit, but I want you to give us really the full on meeting essence of the beyond the beauty project, because it is so important what you're doing. Aww. Um, 
God, I feel like maybe I should tell you how I created it a little bit. Um, please. Should I tell you that? Okay. So I feel, okay. So I think it was, it's really like some of it is came from the story of my life, right? Like I grew up with a mom who had multiple sclerosis and Mm -hmm. I watched her, like her body fail. And I watched her try to shove her body into clothes that didn't fit her anymore. And like her swollen feet into shoes that were too small. And, and then I went on to, I was in the dance world for a while. And then when I, I, I took some photos, like I said, when I was 15 and I was like, I just like, I didn't feel comfortable with it. I'm like, yeah. And then around 19, I'm like, I was paying for my own college. My dad was working like double shifts at Chrysler because we didn't have a lot of money. My mom was sick and, you know, and I was like, you know what, maybe I can make some extra money. So that's when I really started modeling. But one thing that like, from like the moment I started doing it full-time professionally, it was just, I just always felt uncomfortable Mm. for people judging me for the way I looked. And you know, I never, I never got chosen because of like who I was. It was all, it was just for like how I looked. And I always, there were so many times I would be on set and I would be like, you know, unless I was on set, listen, I had a lot of great clients too, that were fun. We'd be dancing, Mm -hmm. but like in the earlier years, there was so many times on set where I literally felt like an object. Mm -hmm. I felt like Mm -hmm. a hanger. Sometimes, you know, like people hardly talk to you or they couldn't because it was a different language. Mm-hmm. So you have like so much time with your thoughts. And like, I would just always think like, like I'm smart. I have things to say. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm funny. I'm, I want to talk to someone. I want to like make a difference and use my voice. And um, so then I ended up living in the modeling world for a long time and then I had a couple of years that like really crushed me. I, um, I lost my mom, my dad, my brother in a two year span. Oh my goodness. I'm yeah. So it was crazy. Um, and then I had my daughter when my dad passed away, who he was the la- the third one. Um, so I basically was at his funeral six months. He passed, or sorry, six months pregnant when he passed. Oh. So then I have Scarlett and, um, you know, I have like, I don't know, postpartum or I don't know what I had. Like I just lost everyone. Mm-hmm. Then I went on to have three miscarriages. I had a four and a half month baby that I lost a nine week. And then I lost twins at five and a half months, identical girl twins. And I was like, I was crushed. I was having real thoughts of like not wanting to be alive. I was I was broken. Like I, it happened in such a short period of time. And before, right before this happened, I was really like Rocky modeling. I was like, like one of the best kind of like times in my career. And um, so I'm like, I just want to go back to work. I want to go back to work. I was like getting, trying to get back into shape. And I went back to my agency that um, I had been with forever. And they were like, you need to lose weight and your arms are big. Like your arms are big basically. And I like, I got off the phone and I bawled like a baby. 
And mind you, mind you, just to like level set this, I'm a size six at that time. I'm like, I don't have big arms. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. these are bigger than they were then. But like, I don't like, I was like, what? Um, so, you know, at this time, I have a three year old and she's looking at me. And she's watching me sort of do the same thing I watched my mom do, like shove my body into clothes that didn't fit me anymore. Mm-hmm. So I like journaled, I slept on it, I thought about it, I talked to my friends, I talked to my therapist, and I I walked away. It was like, I will no longer be a part of this problem, this part of women feeling like they need to conform Mm -hmm. and shove themselves into boxes to be accepted. I was no longer going to be deemed worthy by the size of my body. Pain that like had just been through hell. And I'm like, where's the like, let's normalize like women. I was 41 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, can't I be a woman that went through some things and has a little bit bigger of a body now and be accepted? So I walked away and then I just, I always had this like project in me. Like since I was, I remember 19 walking around the streets of Paris with my like disc man. (laughs) listening to the Beatles. And I was like, I'm going to help women and girls with confidence one day. I know I'm going to, because I saw what the industry was doing to me. And I saw what it was doing to my friends. I didn't like it, you know? Mm-hmm. So listen, I have a lot of gratitude um, for my career as a model. It's given me like, it's given me my life. You know, I wouldn't be where I am. It got me out of it. Like, so I, but I, I think we need to change the narratives around beauty. They're, Mm -hmm. they're keeping us small. And honestly, like as women, they're keeping us behind. Mm -hmm. They're keeping us small people got to break those boxes down. That is the absolute truth. Well, wow. That was a really, (laughs) thank you for sharing that. I'm so sorry for all of the the hard times you went through but you're so encouraging that now you know you're standing here and you're giving back in in so many good ways and I mean you've really made a lot of good points you know I I really appreciate you know what you had to say to about the modeling agency how they treated you you know and I feel like honestly that is the worst of it all like one of the biggest bad pieces where the models and everyone's self-esteem gets hurt. It's by the agent, like the agents and agencies are pretty cutthroat. And I, I don't, you know, whatever they do, they do. But like, I feel like there's a way to talk to a person. There's a way to show some kindness and compassion and empathy with people instead of this very cutthroat, like, you know, well, you know, I just had Katie Wilcox. Do you know Katie Wilcox from mm-hmm. Healthy is a New Skinny? She has natural models. Okay. I'm like, I love what she's doing at her agency. She's the first agency that's representing all sizes, heights. Yeah. I mean, she's really doing it. And um, I loved what she said to me. She was like, you know, humans are more important than clothing. 
Like we're more important than money. And when you're not treated like that with respect, it's really damaging and it's really hurtful, you know? And girls that start in this industry, you know, they, they get told right away, lose weight, gain weight, cut your hair, your nose is too big. I remember I got told that I had a shadow on my bottom lip. Like, you know, my girlfriend got lipo on her ankles because she was told her ankles were too big. Like, wow. Like, yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. I get you. It's a mess. I mean, and I'm wow. I'm glad that she's being so diverse because that was always my that's why I had to basically start going and acting because I'm so short. They're like, are you kidding? Like, can they yeah. be like literally, are you kidding? Like you are two foot tall. Like, why are you even here? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's just so strange, you know. Um, we all buy stuff, we all eat stuff, we can all be the best like brand ambassadors for like anything well and the thing is too is like the more um advertisers start showing these different kinds of bodies the more our little girls will see them Mm -hmm. and our boys and all genders you know um because like can you imagine like listen i i lived i am the beauty ideal basically the old school beauty ideal it's changing now you know mm-hmm. five nine i'm white i have brown hair i have green eyes mm-hmm. was always very thin and that's why i was like god if i don't feel good sometimes this is a problem mm-hmm. we got to mm-hmm. change this because I did see myself in magazines a lot or like what I you know could look ish like Mm -hmm. or I was in them sometimes you know Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. imagine you know you probably know just from your race like not seeing yourself as an example and movies and advertising it's like well where's where am I like where do I fit in you know it's perfect that you brought that up actually I was trying to recommend a movie to someone the other day with a um strong black female lead and but like wasn't you know um a historical piece that was just like you know a romantic comedy or just a silly you know like date night movie like there weren't any yeah was not one that I could recommend I'm like wow like it just it took that to like hit home with me so you're you're absolutely right Um, Now what I would like to do is really encourage everyone um, to connect with you who everyone is a candidate for the Beyond the Beauty Project, right? I know you work with with girls, young girls, but you also work with now what like if we took a workshop with you and everything, what can we expect to 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 gather? What can we learn? So um, just to clarify, I'm glad you brought that up. Like I do say like girls and women a lot, but I'll say right in the beginning of my workshops, I'm like, if you have a body, you're in the right room because Love it. It, uh, this beauty ideal and all this good girl mentality, it affects all of us at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, like it depends what workshop, but the preteen and the um, sorority ones, I do a lot of social media um, mm-hmm. education. We talk a lot about um, retouching and filters and, you know, fake advertising. So I go into that a lot. There's a lot of like embodiment work. We do like really sweet, like 
love letters to our bodies. Um, yeah, I tell, I tell my story. Um, my goal in all of them is like for people to feel like they're a little bit more in tune with themselves. Mm -hmm. They're, they're seen, maybe they don't feel so alone because we'll share some of our stories. Um, I have a really cute, like, you know, step forward activity that I do in some of them. And it's like, nice. So like, then you look around the room and you're like, oh, you know, um, so we talk a lot about how you can't look at somebody at their appearance or even the smile on their face and think, you know, what's going on in their life because you don't, like you said that girl you were working with that was working as a model that day at stage four cancer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like so probably in those photos she had to smile she probably looks I don't know maybe she didn't have to smile depends what, what kind of thing you were working on but if you were doing like a you know a Kohl's catalog or a Land's End catalog she probably had to smile and pretend like she was happy so we do a lot of that and um yeah so I do a lot of workshops I have a podcast mm -hmm. um we have a blog that I write for and we have contributing writers oh nice so it's it's really nice I've I've had writers like cancer survivors um mm. talk about body image after you know having both their breasts taken away we have we talk about um abusive relationships there's some education in there from some scientists so we have a little bit of all of that wow so it just sounds like a great place uh to go get some loving to go get connected and get some loving um well ladies i want to thank everyone um for tuning in to this episode today i want to thank you so much bridget for being here and sharing your passion with us and, and your great project that you're doing Thank you. Thank you for having me. So nice to connect with you. You as well. I love like, you know, we're on a similar mission. Yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are doing it. Okay. Like, I love it. Mm -hmm. Um Okay, ladies. Thanks so much for listening to Work It Lady. I hope you found this episode informative. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.